Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with a guest, a uh, returning guest, actually. We have Matt Owen from Super Gamecast 64, starting off 2019. How are you doing, Matt? I've been here many times before, Doug, and I, I gotta say, every time, it feels better. <laughs> it feels better. Just hearing you bringing me into the show, man, it's like a childhood dream. My my 2018, <laughs> <laughs> my holidays were pretty good, dude, and I'm hoping that yours were the same, but it's good to be back, man. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I had a really good holiday. I hope our listeners had the same. Uh, this is a video game podcast. If it, if you happen to be a new listener, hopefully people are recommending the show to their friends and family. Uh, but uh, Matt, you have a video game podcast too. We've had you on the show, so we've went down this road, but I do want to... Uh, just touch on it for anybody who's new. Uh, what's your it. show all about? Super <laughs> Gamecast 64. Yeah, it's Super Gamecast 64. If you're sitting here right now and you're listening to Almost Better Than Silence and you're thinking, man, I like this, but I wish there was more of it, you can listen to my show. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Super Gamecast 64. You can find it anywhere you find this show, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Spotify, whatever. But uh, like, like Almost Better Than Silence, it's uh, me and two of my buddies, Tyler and Kevin. And we just, uh, you know, we talk about it. It's video game comedy focused. So we have a a penchant to kind of go off on riffs and make jokes and have running jokes. We have a few running gags and stuff like that. But for the most part, yeah, we do uh, some themed episodes. Like uh, we have our best of the year awards we do every single year. We have a few fun things we do about the speed run uh, marathons they do. But overall, yeah, it's a it's a chill podcast. It's explicit. So if you have children or elderly people near you, we always recommend, you know, put on those headphones and blare them really loud. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a good old-fashioned time. Super Gamecast 64. Find yeah. it anywhere you want to. Listeners, you got to check it out. It's very similar to our show. A lot of our friend podcast friend shows are video game podcasts that are very laid back, like to have lots of comedy and stuff. Uh, that's the thing. Mine's the best. Mine's the best. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. You guys, you specifically <laughs> for a living, uh, are in the video game uh, industry, so to speak. So you have a much better uh, vantage point or during your conversations, whereas we're just kind of shooting yes. in the dark and we're just a bunch of idiots talking about video games. And Look, half the man, time, it's not even about video games on our show. There's two different sides of the coin, and without both sides, you don't have any money. So it doesn't matter if you're. Wow, that was like an analogy that sounded like I had thought it out, but that, <laughs> I just I shit that out into like the you know the the atmosphere. Um, no, I think I think we both have very good shows and both have strengths. No weaknesses across the board, though. There we go. Well, that's what I mean. That's what makes this episode extra special. We're teaming up. It's super game. Cast super better, better than, than silence, silence. 64. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fucked super that up. silent 64 gotcha there doug there we go i appreciate that that was a good one um but let's maybe st- uh start this conversation off with what games we've been playing lately i i know i said i got a bunch of games for the holidays so i'll i'll go get to that eventually but how about you we haven't talked to you in i don't know a number of months yeah, it's it's been a while. I think last time we talked, um, you said, Matt, we're going to have to have you back on the show and see see what <laughs> oh, you no. think about We Happy Few. That's right. I do recall that. I was worried you were going to say before the end of the year, and I'm like, oh, I just missed that window. It's so close. No, no, no. no, no it's okay. Um, I'm here to tell you that We Happy Few, my opinion on it, eh, let's see, it, it, it hasn't changed at all because I haven't played any more of the game. Oh, fair enough. I can't <laughs> no. believe it. <you. laughs> 
I just want to like I like I like these kind of running jokes where maybe if somebody's heard me on your show in the past, they might have like I like to have a little back and forth with the listening audience. But for real, for real, here's what I want to do this time, Doug. I'm calling the shots on your show. How does that make you feel right now? Oh, it's been done before, so I don't care. <laughs> okay, but in a loving way, like you've consented to this. Uh, yes, I wanna of go, course. I want to go back and forth. I hate when I just talk for 20 minutes and then you're like, I played Friday the 13th, Matt, and I'm like, fuck yeah. But <laughs> no, that's what this show's all about. The spotlight's on you. Okay. So, like I said, Super Gamecast 64, we do these big Game of the Year, uh, Best of the uh, Year awards, and what usually ends up happening is, um, like most people, you don't have time to play every game that comes out. Um, yes. And so that's what I have to do pretty much from like uh, Christmas up until the end of January is where we do our uh, game of the year stuff. So I've just been running through a slew of games that I missed. Um, Let's start with one fun. Uh, Doug, are you a fan of the WarioWare franchise? No, I've never really got into that. Uh, Is it on Switch yet? Shame. Shame on you. It was on DS, 3DS, Game Boy Color, and oh, I think it was on Wii. But it has not made the jump to Switch, which is, I'm glad you asked that, because what I'm talking about now is WarioWare Gold. And WarioWare Gold is a compilation of all the mini games from WarioWare. If you've never played a WarioWare game, basically it's uh, very quick micro games. They take three to four seconds, and they they play in quick succession. There's usually a theme or something, so it'll be like sports mini game, um, and you'll have to, you know, press A to hit the baseball. They're all cool, weird, quirky, kind of funny things. Um, what this one does is it takes the the games from across the whole entire series. Like I just mentioned, it's been on a lot of consoles, and a lot of different consoles have used their various quirks to make the game cool. Like um, the Game Boy Advance one was called WarioWare Twisted, and it had this gyroscopic thing you would add on top of your Game Boy, and then you would twist the Game Boy. Super innovative at the time, right? Yeah. And this... 3DS game, takes all of the games, brings them in. It's kind of like this weird story where Wario wants even more gold, and so the only way he knows how to do that is to start a video game streaming competition. And that's how they set it up, where you have to go through these various leagues of uh, mini-games. So, like, one league is, hey, you're just going to be twisting your 3DS. The other one will be, hey, you're going to be using the stylus to touch for these mini-games. And it, it's a cool kind of way to break stuff up, um, but it it begs the question... Why Why wasn't this on Switch? It's a $40 purchase on the 3DS. I paid, I think, 30 bucks for it uh, because of some holiday deals. It's a fantastic game, and it's quirky as all hell. But yeah, there really needs to be a Switch one. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. They tend to do that. There's a lot of games that end up being just 3DS and not Switch, and it's like, come on, guys, you're killing me, like Metroid stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But with the WarioWare games, does is that the whole Mario cast of characters, or is it like a Wario-only thing? Okay, that's I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, because I was going to make the parallel to Mario Party. Uh, it's yeah. kind of hard to, to, to explain. Everyone's played Mario Party. You know, you do the board, and then you have a minigame. Now, imagine if that minigame was literally five seconds long, and it's just, <laughs> it's just you, and the whole air of style around it. It is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, some of the cooler stuff they have, like uh, they'll have little retro parts from like old school NES games. Like one one little quick mini game will be, uh, you know, grab the sword, and it's just uh, Link in that that cave with the old man who's like, it's dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. You run yeah. up, you grab the sword. That's it. Um, but as far as the actual cast of characters goes, it is Wario, and then Wario has this whole other slew of characters that you very rarely see. And that's the thing. I really wish they would have brought some of these to maybe Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which we'll talk yeah. about, or um, maybe Mario Party games, because you have 
really cool. You have like this little dog. Uh, I'm going to get it wrong. A lot of them are like animorphs. Um, I don't even know the word for that. Like, animorphs? <laughs> animorphs, dude. Oh, man. I love me some animorphs. Sorry. Scholastic we're not book fair. Where you really? Okay. But, you know, like a giant dog that talks or, you know, a cat or something like that. But um, there's like Ashley, who's this gothic chick who has like a little devil who sits on her shoulder. And she does like the twist mini games. You have this uh, little kid who loves playing on his Nintendo DS. And then his dog, which is also like a giant pit bull that's three times taller than him. And anytime you play his games, they're all, like I said earlier, remakes of or or uh, nods to old Nintendo games. So they have like this wide cast of characters that are all very personable and have game styles associated with them, which would be really cool to do like a WarioWare cross Mario party. But if you've never played WarioWare and you pick up WarioWare gold, like this is going to be the craziest thing. I think (laughs) the best, the best thing I can draw a parallel to is rhythm heaven. Have you ever played rhythm heaven, Doug? No, I've definitely heard that. I think I've might've used that as a game or no game. Hell yeah. Just to see if people would get that right. But yeah, no, I've heard good things. If if you if you're into the idea of uh, it's best for maybe like the subway or uh, a quick train ride, you know, on on the commute if you're not driving yourself, but it's very quick. You know, even one of the leagues or whatever, um, it takes maybe two to three minutes to finish it, and then once you've kind of gone through all the storied content or the authored content, what that game becomes is kind of like a run game. See how many of these little mini games you can beat, and every five or six, you know, it'll speed up or they'll get more complex, and then every like maybe ten games, there's a boss game that's little bit harder it's just one of those fun things i like to play that doesn't require too much uh thinking it's just silly but yeah warrior gold if you've never heard of it or never seen it at least do yourself the favor of looking up uh, a trailer and watching that gameplay because i don't think enough people have played that game that game franchise totally yeah no it's got my attention and i'm interested i just sure as hell hope they bring it to switch so i actually get a chance to play it it would be a perfect game for switch um the only thing is that A lot of it, because since it comes from the DS line of uh, consoles, is the touchscreen aspect. And the Switch does have a touchscreen, but they don't use it a ton, a ton. So it would be interesting to see how they do some of that stuff. But it is, I I think they will definitely bring it to the Switch eventually. If they wouldn't, it would be a baffling decision. It's one of the best kind of portable things that would work on the Switch. Travesty. Yeah, well, not yet. It's a travesty they haven't done it yet, but if Nintendo knows what's good for them, they'll fucking they'll put WarioWare <laughs> on the goddamn Switch. You hearing me, Reggie fils May? Your body might be ready, but mine not it not quite. Not quite yet. Not yet. What about you, Doug? What's what's what have you been digging your little paws into? You know, I know you got your your fingers are all crusty with the crumbs from the Sandy Claws, and you know, you got you're dipping your fingers in the milk and then you're putting it on your controller. But what are you playing with that controller as of late, Doug? Oh, well, that's the thing. I did get a handful of Nintendo-related things. Uh, nice, on nice. a recent episode, I was talking about how I was interested in playing uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune for for the Switch. And I know Brent Holy was shit. like, Jesus Christ, Doug, no. that's terrible. Why would no, you do that's, this? That's called training, dude. If yeah. you don't... You play Jeopardy, you play Wheel of Fortune, become a speedrunner, you know, spend like, I don't know, 150 million hours on it, and then you go to Jeopardy. Yes. Alex Trebek, <laughs> he's like, uh, our categories for today are, and you're just like, nah, I already know. I exactly. Want, I want this thing for 500. What is, I own you, Alex Trebek. And he's That's, like, huh? And then you now own everything. 
it definitely feels like real world training for those games and you definitely get uh i don't know you get better as you play but the, there's a handful of things that i need to get off my chest about fucking wheel of time and or god i keep saying wheel, of, wheel time? of time no wheel of fortune and uh jeopardy uh no not wheel of time by wheel robert of dordan a deep deep fantasy novel i was yeah. ready to go let's uh, let's make that turn no it's that'll be better than the wheel of time i'm only on the sixth book and there's like fucking 14 or something so can't talk about it yet i'm on the zeroth book i've uh, never read it oh at least start with the first it's probably the best book i've ever my read. co-hosts anyway. over at super Gamecast, they always tell me to, to read that stuff sorry for interrupting you Doug. no it's okay tell me it's, about your wondrous things the thing about <laughs> uh the wheel of time uh god i said it again yes wheel of yes fortune. yes uh wheel of fortune and jeopardy for switch they didn't have the rights to alex trebek pat sajak or vanna white so Right off the bat, there's none of their voices in the game. There's none of their likings in the game. So it's always just like (laughs) another host replacing them. Actually, for Jeopardy, there is nobody there. It's more or less just like a voice talking to you. Uh, It's just a void where Alex Trebek should be standing. And there's just like a ghostly image. It's me, Alexa Trebek. And you're like, what the fuck is that? My, my, My second cousin, Alex Trebek, was removed from this game due to copyright. While he like ethereally floats over the $500 category (laughs) market. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like Jeopardy specifically holds a special place in my heart it was something that brought my family together we'd after dinner all separate do our own thing but then whenever jeopardy would come on we'd all come together and see who was uh smarter essentially uh so it was just something that sounds healthy yeah yeah uh, yeah, like most families do uh but that's the thing so we'd always make it competitive and i i just love jeopardy and here it is on the switch uh there was actually an uh a deal going around for like 50 percent off so typically the bundle for both games is 40 dollars. and yeah uh my fiance got it for me for christmas for 20 bucks i'm like that's not even bad but i was even in getting hype for it i'm like oh let me look up some gameplay and i must have looked up the wrong thing because it was gameplay for jeopardy for the wii and that did have alex trebek and the way that functioned was when you're sending in your answers uh there was like an autocomplete that you would actually have to type out what you were thinking the answer was and if if it was actually what they were looking for it would show up as an autocomplete result um otherwise it was wrong uh, in this Jeopardy version that I'm getting, it's more or less just a multiple choice. It's just three answers right before you, and it's like one of these is right. Pick it. Uh, that doesn't seem like very Jeopardy. It doesn't, and it, it just to me, I'm like, oh man, every single time I do this now, it's very much just a 33.33 percent chance of me getting this, and I'm it's it's a little. I don't know, just frustrating. And no, Alex Trebek, I was like, all right, this is only worth ten dollars in all On the reality. Back of- on the back of the box, just like, so you must like multiple choice questions after high school. Yeah. <laughs> How about a full game of them? That's what I'm, and then same thing with Wheel of Fortune. Like, I, I like the game, but oh, there's a few like just mechanics that are frustrating. Whenever you're in control and uh, spinning the wheel, uh, yeah. your controller will vibrate and like the most horrendous sound will like uh, come out of it. It's, it literally is just like really just jarring, almost like nails on chalkboard. Are you I'm, playing like, on the, are you playing? playing on like the handheld or are you playing on your like oh, TV? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. All right. Uh, I am playing handheld for Wheel of Fortune and okay. Jeopardy. Um okay. and actually for a little while there I did put it on the TV and I was uh I I docked the Joy-Cons in that like the controller that comes mm-hmm. with the Switch. So, uh but either way that that vibration is horrible. Uh so 
I'm still having fun with the games. Oh, and that's the last thing I'll say about both of them. Uh, they're meant to have online play, but but nobody's playing the game. So if you try to enter a match, there's... <laughs> the servers died 48 hours after it came out. I think it died. It was just dead on arrival. I don't think anyone ever tried to get in an online match other than me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now you got to go onto your game facts forums and you're like, hey, guys, I just got this for Christmas. Really hoping to play against somebody. And the one dude who answers is fucking Alex Trebek on game facts. He's like, finally, <laughs> I'll, finally. I'll face off against him. Uh, but no, he's probably like the master of all the trivia. Do you um, think do you think Alex Trebek is good at trivia or people just go, here's an he old white guy who looks trustworthy. So we're going to make him the trivia man. All of the information he's learned over the years, I feel like he's retained it. So we'll see. And every time there's something French, he pronounces it perfectly. So I'm like, he's very intelligent. I think Alex <laughs> Trebek is just, I, I, I'm starting to believe that whole thing of like Alex Trebek being another dimensional being or being a robot where like once it's done, you know, Alex Trebek just stands at the, at the podium, everybody, the audience leaves, the lights go out. He's just standing there. And then, you know, the janitor comes from around the exit and just plugs in Alex Trebek. And he's like, yeah. thank you for Jeopardy. <laughs> and I can't recall exactly who said this, but a comedian recently uh, accused Pat Sajak of being a sociopath. And I'm like, you know what? You're hell probably yeah. not wrong. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, dude. Pat, well, we love fortune. Um, I just wanted to, when you said the rumble thing. Yeah. My lovely partner, who I love so much in the whole world, she is a pretty deep sleeper. And since I stay up pretty late and play video games a la my career, um, she sleeps next to me and she doesn't, you know, doesn't mind when I'm, when I'm playing games. Sometimes, like, I was playing Hyrule Warriors one time and the incessant tapping of the A button kept her up. Um, oh no. So yeah, but so, but you know, usually she can sleep through it. Yeah. Um, holy shit, my friend. The rumble that happens every time you win a, like, a fight in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, it's <laughs> like, it's like either they were trying to make it a sex toy, or it's, it's the gates of hell opening up and coming wow. out through your Joy-Cons. It's, I set it down on the counter while I was making a bowl of, uh, uh what do I want people to think that I eat on this show? Let's just be, let's be truthful. SpaghettiOs with meatballs. <laughs> and it was like, it was like a, it might have hit on the Richter scale. I was like, what the fuck? Just, <laughs> just, so if you play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, maybe go into your settings and turn down the vibration, unless you totally want the vibration. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is about those Joy-Cons. It's like they got Mach 5 vibrators in there, dude. Like, I don't know what the hell they're doing with that. I don't know either. And the fact that they could even, like, just alter the sound and or the way it vibrates, that's okay. So that's the next thing I'm going to dive into. I, another gift I got was Super Mario Party, and I've been dying Hell to get my hands on this yes, game. Dude. And one of the mini games that even kind of segued me into going into this conversation was uh, where you, you can't see what it is. At first, it shows you... Uh, I don't know, like a fish or something swimming by and it's like, take ah. note of the type of vibration you feel in your controller. Yeah. And then it'll do a couple different ones. And then it'll like, it, it'll like blindfold you essentially and be like, just feel which one was it of the options. So feel your Nintendo. That's what I mean. It's interesting how like they have a really wide range of vibration capabilities. I'm sure that's nothing new, but it, to me, it's impressive. <laughs> you know, to be honest, uh, did you ever play the, oh, what the hell was it? It was the Wii Sports for the Switch. It wasn't actually Wii Sports, but it was like the thing oh, that should have been a pack-in. I know exactly what you're talking about. That, uh, what is it? Let's go, no, uh, Let's one, go, two, it, three, okay. one, two, Everybody, Switch. Yeah, one, two, Switch. Yeah. That Something is, like that. Yeah, it is one two switch. You're on the money. Um, that I think was the best representation of the HD Rumble. And there's been a few games that have used it. I think Mario Party is probably one of the the most recent games that it has. But 
the actual rumble in these Joy-Cons is not a joke. Like, it is mind-blowingly cool. There's one level, or there's one game in that 1-2-Switch game, which is essentially a collection of minigames, where you're holding the Switch controller, and on screen, it is just a box. And you're supposed to figure out how many marbles are in the box by tilting the Joy-Con and feeling the rumble. And it's, what? it is almost like, I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not trying to like jerk off Nintendo's tech team here, but it feels like you're holding a Joy-Con that has metal balls moving around inside. And th- I guess that's kind of one of the more dis- disappointing things about the Switch is that I was wishing a whole lot of games would have used that. But the amount of tech that goes into that stuff, I'm not a developer. I don't know, but. I'm very, very happy because one of the last times I was on this show, you were like, there's one game I'm trying to, I'm looking forward to, and it's Super Mario Party. And now I get to hear that you got it, and I'm yeah. so happy for you, Doug. Uh, but funny enough, speaking of Super Mario Party, I, I never owned it. Um, my little brother had it, and so we played a few multiplayer matches, but I got my own copy because my local library does Switch games, which is awesome, right? Fuck yeah. No, that's awesome. And I booted it up, and uh, one of my favorite things about Super Mario Party, well, Mario Party games in general, is there's usually some sort of single-player, you know, minigame rush, where you gotta beat all the minigames, and that, there you go. Uh, I like that, I just like to see all the different minigames, how they play, blah 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 and, um, yeah, you can't do that in this one until you've played every single minigame, yeah. which, which requires you to, I mean, that's okay, I can understand why they did that, but it requires you to play most modes at least a handful of times, and like one of them is a co-op mode, so you need a friend to do that. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't look, because I don't know, maybe you can do it with like a bot, but I just put it in my Switch hoping that I could play the single player minigame island, and after looking around the menus for a minute and realizing that you have to play every single level or every single uh, minigame, I was kind of put off by it. So yeah. I, I, I was hoping that I could come back to this show with a solid uh, representation of what that single player is. But alas, it's still a fun. I, I think it's a fun Super Mario Party game. I think it's probably the best they've put out in since the GameCube years, which I think we, we agreed upon last year or last yeah. time I was on here. Well, it, last time I was on here was last year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All true statements. Uh, that's the thing. As far as complaints go, I've only played a handful of times. Uh, and you were asking me earlier, like, oh, are you playing, uh, handheld or on the TV? Mm-hmm. With this game, it's really frustrating. So, like, I yep. love using the Switch handheld, like, almost 100% of the time for the most part. But there's the, the rare occasion I'll be like, yeah, let's just throw it on the TV or in the, in the dock, whatever. Yeah. Um, this game was just like, I'm laying down in my bed being like, I'm going to play a, a match before falling asleep. And it's just like, okay, how are you going to play? And it's like, you have to essentially unsnap a Joy-Con. Yeah, one of your Joy-Cons and hold it horizontally as your main thing. And then that's the thing and if you wanted the whole play handheld it defeats the purpose you kind of have to like create like lift your knees up and like cradle it and like uh, that's the thing unless you have some sort of uh i don't know tray or something that a stand for it to like just kind of like be on it, it's really just frustrating and i i i'm thinking to myself what game did i recently uh oh pokemon go uh pokemon let's go uh eevee i purchased hell, that hell recently yes, eevee, eevee yeah. all the way baby oh, we're gonna get into that but uh that's the thing they had an option where it was like yeah how do you want to play and it was like all of the different options and you could play just regular handheld i was like thank god at least with this i don't have to put up with this super mario party bullshit i'm just very confused as to why they did it that way it was very much just like we only expect you to play with this kind of controller setup it's just frustrating so two things 
one Mario Party thing, and then we'll lead right into Pokemon because I've been playing quite a bit of that. Um, what you were saying about Mario Party, about how you have to un- undock the thing, I just want to paint kind of a mental image, uh, or a mental picture for our listeners here, just to give you an idea, because I also went through this. Um, I'm playing this game, yeah, and I-, I had the same idea. I was like, you know what? I want to play this handheld. I want to try it out. Um, it's holidays, so I was a, a little bit drunk. And maybe other things, you know. Uh-oh, sure. Uh, it, it's like four in the morning. Um, I get up, I pull out my switch dock, I go outside into my garage to have a cigarette because I don't smoke in the house. Don't do that. It's gross. Um, and there is this, uh, there's this kind of other mini game they have. It's it's its own little game where it's kind of a sound thing. It's a, like a rhythm game. Did you play that at all, Doug? Did uh, you? I'm not sure if I got to that one just yet. It's it's on the main menu. It's like the yellow screen, but basically it's like a three or four round thing where you're just you know you're doing something in time with uh with some music. And like Doug said, you have to undock your switch, or you have to you have to pull one of the Joy Cons out, and yep. so you're left with a Joy Con that is un- unattached in one hand, and then you're holding a Joy Con with the switch screen attached in the other. Now I have a cigarette in my my hand, <laughs> so just. I put the cigarette in my mouth, I put my knees up on the bumper of the car that I'm sitting next to, because there's like a little seat in our garage, and then while smoking, drunk, 4 a.m., I'm like, okay, what is this game? And it literally has you pump your fist with the Joy-Con in time to a marching band, right? Oh, yep, I do recall this. And it was at that moment, at 4 in the morning, drunk in my garage, smoking a cigarette, where I realized I was just pumping my fist in the air to nobody and i was like this isn't fun this isn't this isn't fun i i if somebody looked into my window i would be embarrassed yeah for them uh, like (laughs) but but it's 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 really weird i think they should have had some sort of um it's hard to say how they would have done that because like most all of the the mini games are motion controlled um yeah, so, it's very like keeping the Wii alive in a weird way. Uh, yes. One of those motion controlled mini games that I did find was enjoyable was the one where you're flipping like a stir fry pan and you're trying to like uh, cook the sides of a meat all, cube. All, there's like yeah. a cube of meat and you're trying to, every single side needs to be evenly cooked. So you're like kind of flipping the pan. Yeah, that yeah, one's Oh, sick. I'm terrible at that because it'd be like, oh, it's the last side. Which one is it? I got to get it. And then the meat cube will slide off the side and you start all over. And I was like, oh, no. But it's fun. What's not fun is pretending you're in a marching band. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I totally hear you there. <laughs> but but on to that point, the coolest thing that Pokemon Go does, or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, by the way, if you haven't purchased this game yet and you're trying to decide between Eevee and Pikachu, here's a hot tip. Choose oh. Eevee. Because Eevee, um, who, regardless of which one you pick, your Pokemon will like follow you around and pretty much be your main Pokemon throughout the whole time. If you choose Eevee, Eevee can learn, I, I don't know the exact number, but like upwards of six to seven different moves that are super overpowered. She can use, uh, she can learn one called like Sizzly Slide that yes. almost, yeah, right. And Bouncy Bubble, which is a bubble or a water move and Buzzy Buzz, which is an electric move. And then later on in the game, you can even learn dark and light moves and all of these moves super overpowered. You can kill most things in one hit. It's great. <laughs> if you get Pikachu, no, it's awesome. For me, Let's Go Eevee is just, I want to relax and relive the original Pokemon, yes. but not be challenged. Oh, I that's don't... where I'm at with it, too. Like people, people are like, well, how many Pokemon have you caught? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even try to catch the Pokemon, because my Eevee can kill everything in one hit, and I'm just here for a tourist ride, really. Right. Um, 
but Pikachu, she or he or whichever, you know, it can only learn like two or three moves. So you really have to rely on the rest of your party of Pokemon. So if you're buying this for a child specifically or a Pokemon newcomer, definitely pick up Eevee. That was the sidebar. But the main thing I wanted to say is when you're playing in handheld mode, the only thing it uses is a direction. Um, so like an analog stick and any button. Um, so imagine me once again in my garage smoking a cigarette. Sometimes I'm holding it in one hand, the other hand. It doesn't matter if you're holding the right joy- Joy-Con or the left Joy-Con. All you do is move the analog stick and press any button whatsoever. You can use the trigger to to confirm. You can use the bumper to confirm. You can use the D-pad to confirm. Oh, damn. Yeah, and you can hold that controller in any way you so fit. So realistically... Pokemon Go is like one of the easiest games to play because there's only two buttons that really count. And I think that is the craziest thing for me is that I can't think of many games where if I lost a Joy-Con, like a game like Pokemon that is a fully fledged RPG, if I lost a Joy-Con, I'd be screwed. But you can play that game with two buttons and that's it. And I think that's awesome. That is pretty wild. I'm really enjoying the Pokemon game. It's funny that you said it is very like casual. Uh, and I'm really glad you said that Eevee is the one to go with. I, I yes. didn't even really do my fair research. I was just thinking to myself, uh, as a, a fan of the franchise, I know I loved like some of the evolutions of Eevee. I only know like the first 150. So I, I'm still like kind of like behind cool, in that dude. regard, but I, I know I loved Vaporeon and Jolteon. I had little figurines of them growing up. So like I'm, I'm going to have a tough time picking which one I'm going to evolve my Eevee Ooh, to. Let me temper your expectations here, but I am about to roll up onto like the Elite Four and Koga and my Eevee still hasn't evolved because mainly it's like, your Eevee is your Eevee, yeah. and then you can find other Eevees or um, pass them through Pokemon Go, but as far as, like, evolving one, I mean, you can get the choice to, but you don't get an abundance of Eevees to get all of them. Okay. Uh, I left my Eevee as is because right now she is kitted out with four moves that can kill anything. Like, I'm sure I can beat the Elite Four with with just Eevee. That In is fact, so cool. I've beaten every single gym leader, I think, with just Eevee. And everyone, you know, a lot of people say, that's cheap. They're like, that's not that's not really playing the game. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I'm I've, with you. It's fun as fuck. And I've and, beaten Pokemon Blue four times. I don't need to beat yeah, it again. Exactly. That's another thing. This is more or less just revisiting it. And the graphics are everything I wanted it to be. It's so cutesy it's and so adorable. Cute. There's all these little things that they added to it that I didn't even know I would enjoy, like the play with Eevee aspect. You can kind of even like pet your screen and it'll like make him happy or her, uh, depending. It's just a really fun time have you put little clothes on your ev not yet yet, and i'm i'm not sure if i'm doing something wrong to not unlock that or if i have to get to a certain part there's a handful of npcs that'll kind of pass it off as long as you talk to kind of everybody that's the one thing i'll say is if you've played a pokemon game before and you're coming to let's go eevee understand that it's not a straight remake i mean it is a straight remake but a lot of the characters say different things um because they've changed up some of the mechanics uh like for instance fly fly is not how you fast travel in the game there is a guy who has like a balloon thing who you have to talk to and then he gives you a special move that you can just fly at any point so like if you've played old pokemon games some stuff will be different um i'm just i'm just really really enjoying it i I, like i said i thought maybe i was gonna pick it up play through the first two or three gyms and that was that but oh boy but i guess the main reason I brought up the one Joy-Con two-button configuration is because the Switch is my running, it is my running console for best console or best video game to play in bed with a loved one. Because <laughs> yeah. 
if you're one of if you're someone like me or i don't know maybe it's just me who plays games in bed all the time uh you're always going to be trying to both cuddle up next to your loved one or your you know waifu pillow whatever you're trying to cuddle up next to <laughs> and you're, you gotta use both your hands but if you just have to use one joy con which is the size of like i don't know a a, a big pickle let's say that a big pickle <laughs> You can kind of, you know, have your your lovely lady or your handsome man or anywhere in between rest rest on your you know, wherever. You just have to have a free two fingers, like, and and you can play the game. And I think that um, I know it might sound kind of jokey, but the fact that I can like be close to my loved one and and cuddle up and also be able to like play a game instead of just yeah. like watching a TV show or something while I pass out, it's it's really cool. So the accessibility is awesome on that. There's definitely something special about having one hand on your sig other, and then sig one hand on your sig, one hand, and then one on, hand your on your other. big pic- pickle. <laughs> the big, dude, I was trying to think of what like I'm looking at this Joy-Con right here, and it's like anything I'm thinking of is a phallic in nature because I'm I'm weird like that. No, no, it's fair. It does look like a big pickle you would get from some sort of county fair, maybe like a big pickle that you've taken a bite out of already. But, Speaking oh, of pickles, wait, no, this has absolutely nothing to do with pickles. I was going to say, holy shit, no, I was going to say, I, I, I do not. Uh, but that's the thing. I, with Pokemon, let's wait, wait, go wait, 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 wait. Speaking of pickles, in about two hours, I have to go see uh, Sherlock Holmes and Watson, which features a character named Pickles. Oh, so, really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was, Dude, I just wanted there to be a transition about pickles. You pulled it off. I'll, and I'll that's the end of that my was... Sherlock Holmes discussion. <laughs> Everyone, round of applause. Um, there we go. Um... With Pokemon, though, I had a really rough start because I had sunk, I don't know, maybe an two or three hours getting past the first gym, um, getting up to Verulian City, or I forget exactly how to pronounce it, Vermilion. Yeah, okay. I was getting to that point in the game, and oh, wait, no, okay, I lied. So I was facing it's Brock okay. in the yeah. gym for the first time, and I, I had got a lot of good Pokemon. I'm like, I'm, I'm setting a good pace here. I, I don't know. I have decent level shit. But once I was fighting him, I knew I was about to lose the battle. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I've been saving this whole time. Everything should be fine. I'm going to hard <laughs> shut <laughs> down the switch. <laughs> and yeah, and I was like, it's fine. And then later I come back to start the game up. And it's just like at the very beginning of the game being like, Welcome what's your Pika- character Pikachu look like? Monsters. Yeah, And I was thinking... Wait, though, I know I saved my game. Like, why didn't the game start up to a menu that's just like, load your game or go Mm -hmm. to a new game? And there was none of that. And then the second time around, though... Uh, I was like, I'm, I'll just do it all over again. That was what I was doing earlier today. And I'm further than I was before. Save the game. I ended up exiting it the correct way by going to the switch home screen and then closing the software. And then like, I went back into the game and then that's when it gave me the option to like continue your adventure or whatever. And okay. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, good. Cause I've been playing, playing with fire. I may or may not have ejected that thing once or twice. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Which would suck because I'm, I literally just landed on Cinnabar Island. Like I have to fight Koga and then Giovanni and then and then do the Elite Four and that's it. And that's not spoilers, guys. This is like a twenty five year old game, so <laughs> For I don't sure. want to fucking hear it. No, no, I'm with you. That's not spoiling shit. Uh but it it's just very frustrating because I have sucks, a bad dude. habit of that though too, of just ejecting a game and it'll just be like, You shouldn't have done that and I'm like, Well, well at least none of these have had repercussions yet. Bro, we come from an era of games where literally they were like, Hey, we want you to open up your GameCube, take out Resident Evil Disc one and put in Resident Evil Disc two. So the idea of pushing out cartridges or, or discs or something while the game system is already running is almost baked into our old school dna like yeah it wasn't up until i think ps2 or ps3 where they were like 
stop. stop. Don't turn off your console right now because with the memory cards or something like that. But I might be talking on my ass, but I'm just saying it's not unlikely for me to, you know, pull a Super Nintendo game out. Shit, back in the day with N64, if you fiddled with the cartridge while it was playing, sometimes you'd get like crazy glitches. So. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, now you just get all your good hard work deleted. <laughs> well, and now the thing is, I'm questioning, do I get back into Pokemon Go, like the cell phone game again? I don't think no. I will. I'm basically just going to ex- exclusively enjoy this on Switch and be like, this is what I wanted and I'm having fun. I can't wait to get to the point where you're at with the game. So far, I just have, yeah, a really overpowered Eevee. Uh, I do have the bubbly blaster bounce or whatever it's called. Yes. Uh, it's And that's honestly the best one. It's water-based, but it also drains the health of the enemy. So you do like a mm-hmm. shitload of damage and it'll take 50% of that and add it to your health. So mm-hmm. that's very health. You were right in saying it's overpowered. Oh, yeah. You, you just you just use those three, and then eventually you can learn something called Glitzy Glow, which basically is a fairy-type move that destroys your opponent, but also gives you a light screen at the same time. So you just start any fight with Glitzy Glow. You have a light screen against, I don't know, like I fought a Zapdos or an Articuno and like almost one-shotted it. And I was like, what the hell is Damn, going on here? Yeah, Eevee sick. is the way to go if you're just trying to overpower that game and just have a good time. I am, and that's the thing you were saying, like, oh, I'm not even sure how many Pokemon I've caught so far, because there's real no incentive to do that well i did run into a few characters that are just like standing around like one has a charmander one has a squirtle and they're like oh i'm just looking to give this pokebot away but you don't have enough pokemon caught yet come back to me after you've caught 50 and i'm like well that's cool so it gives me the incentive to eventually not have to find those special ones on my own i can kind of just well doug you you can or you can just once you to fuchsia city they've replaced the the safari zone with the go connectivity if you have a squirtle and a charmander and a bulbasaur in your go party you can just switch them over to your pokemon let's go thing that's the thing like there's only one stopping block and i believe uh it's a gym but it's not till way later uh, where you need 50 different species caught okay and at that point i was like 46 i was at like 46 and i had to grind that up but as far as like any of the pokemon you might be like oh i don't want to grind for this or grind for that like my little brother he played tons and tons of pokemon go so by the time he was finished with the elite four and he was like i'm gonna catch them all he just looked at his pokemon go library which or, or pokebox whatever you want to call it where you have doubles upon doubles of everything yeah and just transferred them over and was like oh okay now I, I have it all in this game which i mean it depends on how you want to go about that that might cheapen the experience for you but Sometimes trying to go out of your way to catch a 50 uh, Pokemon to get Squirtle is not as, or it's way harder than just transferring one from Pokemon Go. I see. That makes perfect sense. It might not be worth it to boot up Pokemon Go again and play it, but it might be worth it to boot it up, see what you have, because you're not going to be using those Pokemon otherwise, you know? That makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's cool that the option's even there, so it's, it's unique. What Have you been playing anything else? Uh, not really. That's the thing. I I want to get back to PS4 so I can do some more Kingdom Hearts. Yes. So I'm ready yes. for Kingdom Hearts three in time. Uh, but as of now, I've just been really dedicating my time to the Switch. So you said these words uh, right about there. You just said Kingdom Hearts. Um, I don't know if if you're just trying to egg me on, but I just started Kingdom Hearts two. Oh uh, yes. If you if you recall, I. I me and Doug. I, I know a few other people who are like super super into Kingdom Hearts. I am not. <laughs> I am almost I am almost not. I just know, dude. Just know. Um <laughs> so I started up Kingdom Hearts 1. I had gotten like one of those re-releases on PlayStation 4. Um 
in anticipation for Kingdom Hearts 3. Because as a video game journalist, I don't like to, especially if I'm supposed to review something, I don't like to go at it without really knowing the context of it. And after my younger brother tried to explain to me the story of Kingdom Hearts, I was like, I no, nope, I don't, I have no clue. I'll have to play the games to figure it out. Uh, so I played Kingdom Hearts 1 for pretty hardcore. I, I played all the way up until the, the end of the world, right? Yep. Um, or maybe it was like a little bit before that in Hollow Bastion. Like I did the, the behemoth fight. Um, I guess this is going to be light spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, I don't you're, know. It's more beyond that threshold, uh, listeners. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, long story short, I, I sat down on my PS4 just like this. This was last week or something, two weeks ago. I, I messaged you on Facebook, Doug, so you'd know. But I sat down. My little brother was sitting on the couch to the right of me. And I was like, you're going to tell me how to do this. You're going to show me how to do this. And uh, I I wasn't using certain spells like Arrow, which is a really big shield. Oh, it Um, helps dramatically. I had to go get Curaga, which is like the biggest healing spell and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And then I went through like this six to seven boss fight gauntlet only to get the ending, which is kind of like, see you in Kingdom Hearts 2. And I'm going to say I I felt kind of cheated by it, Doug. I don't like Kingdom Hearts 1. But then. Oh, no, it's fair. But then I played the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2, and this little mother, Roxas, because I played some of Birth by Sleep, so I know the character Roxas, who is the character you play as in the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. This little motherfucker jumps on a skateboard and starts tearing ass through this, like, this, this Twilight Town. Yes. And I was in it, dude. I was in it 100%. I cannot wait to hop into Kingdom Hearts 2. The only thing holding me back from booting up Kingdom Hearts 2 on my PlayStation 4 is the fact that I have this backlog of five or six games that I need to get done for our game of the year discussion okay fair enough well when you do get to it i'm sure you're gonna enjoy it uh there is a solid like three hour opening gameplay sequence of roxas um so uh, that's the thing i'm really excited to hear your thoughts once you get past kingdom hearts 2 because yeah I, i recently beat it within weeks and it's such a blast I played the beginning for quite some time. You tell me I have done the last thing I did was the uh the little tournament you do where you have to collect the balls and you beat up your friends. It's I forget what what tournament it is, but it's oh, like the a little struggle. Fighting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I and I also did the the thing where you have to collect the money for the train ticket. Am I ready to go on to the next part or do I still have like an hour or so to go? Maybe I like one hour jump. or so to go. There's going to be a few things like with uh, his memories coming back to him. And there's like this one part where you work together with your other classmates to try to determine like the seven wonders of Twilight Town or some kind of shit. You'll see. Hell yeah. It was weird, though, because my little brother was talking about Kingdom Hearts with me. And he was trying to kind of explain Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories because it takes place in between, right? Uh, one and two. Um, cause I didn't feel like playing Chain of Memories. And as he was talking, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, nominee. I know that. And then he's like, well, and then there's these people with the cloaks. And I'm like, yeah, those are the nobodies. And then he's like, yeah. And, uh, I'm like, so isn't, I'm like, isn't Roxas Sora's nobody? And he's like, do you, have you played these games? Matt? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I'm absorbing this information, but I just know who organization 13 and like Zeno Hort. I don't do like Z- Zeonort. Yeah. No, it's a dumbass real, name. Yeah. It was like, it was like some weird backlot part of my brain opened up and the floodgates of Kingdom Hearts knowledge just came out in that instance. And I was like, did I play this? But right. no. After playing Kingdom Hearts 2, I would have remembered because that game is solid, at least from the beginning. Like, the, the way the characters control and everything and the, the aesthetic of it. 
shit, I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Me too. Oh, man, I still have a lot on my plate yet. To get ready, though, I want to beat Birth by Sleep if I can. That's I might I even just skip it, though. I, I might don't, even just don't. focus on Dream Drop Distance, because I also have that. It's a part of 2.8. Uh, there's too many Kingdom Hearts games, bottom line, but they are so fun, and I, I'm sure just if you're like someone who's like coming at it and has no real experience uh, you probably just want to play one and two and then you could probably still play three like like you were saying chain of memories yeah. not 100 percent necessary at all but it definitely fills in story gaps and stuff but it is such a convoluted story too and by them adding so many offshoots it makes it that much harder to follow so it's a whole thing if you're trying to undertake this franchise i commend you for wanting to do it it is fun i know brand and all my other co-hosts give me shit for loving it so much because <laughs> it is just like disney and final fantasy uh hey, but it is what it is it but i i don't know it for to me it's enjoyable i love sora kairi riku as characters the whole adventure so far has been great the wait has not so the fact that the wait is almost over i am beyond excited and there's a shitload of games that are coming out in 2019 like i was thinking thinking to myself how are we ever going to top 2018 even though we probably felt the same way for 2017 we're like oh man we had horizon zero dawn we had all these other games and then 2018 came around just swinging and we didn't even see that coming i hope the trend continues that way and we keep getting our expectations uh, exceeded but um, I know there's another game I want to get to at some point, uh, but I'll let you talk for a little bit. If there is there, are there any games in 2019 that have your eye? Well, first, what I wanted to say is don't skip Birth by Sleep. Birth by Sleep okay. is is the one game that I played, and this was post. I, I tried Kingdom Hearts one, didn't like it. Tried Kingdom Hearts two for like maybe two minutes and never got around to it. But I had a PSP, and I said, or a Vita, whichever one I was on. It was PSP. Was like, yep. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this Kingdom Hearts game again. And I have played, well, now that I've beaten Kingdom Hearts 1, it, do, it no longer stands, but that was the Kingdom Hearts game that I had played the most because the story is the most straightforward, it is the most compelling and interesting because it's a prequel. It takes place before everything else, so it, it is, it's solid. It is a solid game if you're looking for a fun Kingdom Hearts combat too. There's a lot of that. Okay, um, good to hear. Yeah, so I would say prioritize Birth by Sleep because I kind of want to play Birth by Sleep even more than Cage 2, only because I remember Birth by Sleep. This is a lot of Kingdom Hearts talk. What we're trying to say, guys, is it's good. It's good. Yeah, it, it is. Just, it takes a bit. And if you don't like one, then maybe just read a, read a synopsis and play two. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's totally understandable and doable. I, and that's the thing. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are just starting on three because they're like, man, this is a lot of hype. This People have been waiting for this yes. game for like fucking 13 years. Yes. I, I, I do have quite a few games that I'm looking forward to in 2019, and as we pull into like, you know, 40-ish minutes, depending on how the edit goes here, I thought it might be cute if we just kind of like, I, I since I do this stuff for a living, you know, I already have my calendar full of when these releases all are, um, I thought it'd be cool if we kind of list a few, and then if anything pops up. I mean, we could talk about it for a few seconds if you're into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally into that. Okay, so uh, th- once again, this is not a comprehensive list. This is stuff that I've seen through trailers and, and other stuff uh, as I as I come across it and put it in my calendar. So this isn't everything that's coming out by far, but this is the stuff that's caught my eye. Um, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Did you play that stuff back on the Wii U, the uh, side-scrolling Mario Brothers games? No, but that's funny you bring that up. Uh, what the hell is it? I just was on the Nintendo eShop the other day, and I downloaded some kind of like... I don't know, NES Entertainment System something or other emulator, and it came with a bunch of games, and yeah, I was playing Super Mario Brothers 3, and Hell yeah. yeah, it just made me remember how hard those games are, and I was like, but I'm still, I'm having fun, and it was free, so that's cool. 
they're wildly regarded as or wildly they're widely regarded as one of the <laughs> some of the best 2d platformer or 2d mario platformers and what this one is it's a, it's a switch release it comes out currently as, unless they push it back january 11th of 2019 um, so depending on when you're hearing this, it might be out, it might be coming out, uh, but that's going to have Super Mario Brothers U and the Super Luigi Brothers U, which was a $40 game in addition, packed together on the Switch. So if you didn't play nice. those on Wii U, hell yeah. Um, we've already talked at great lengths about Kingdom Hearts 3 coming up. That's going to be the 29th. Uh, that's Tuesday of January. Excited, Doug? Yeah. Yes. Oh, without saying. Uh, there's one, though, that is in the same month. In fact, let me pull it up so I get the date correct. It's the yes. same day. Or, or a few days before. Uh, episode 2 of Life is Strange 2 is oh, January shit. 24th. And that's one thing we were complaining about this whole time, being like, they had no release date for Episode 2. Well, there it is, the January 24th. And I am looking forward to it. I hope it does better than the first episode. Thanks, dude. While you were while you were uh, talking there, I totally added that because I did not have that on my um on my list. Uh, Life is Strange Two is up for our most disappointing game of 2018. <laughs> if yeah. you want to go listen to best of 2018 awards, uh, those release end of January on my. And podcast. I'm glad you agree with me. There's so many people that disagree with us, but whatever. No, dude. No, Life is Strange one was. I'm not going to have this discussion. If you want to okay. hear this discussion, go over Super Gamecast 64 yes. best of best of year. I'm Doug and me have talked about it. I think it was uh, a spooky episode. Was the name of that one that we yep, talked about? That's yeah, right. So go- Go listen to that episode, and you can hear us uh, talk about Life is Strange. But if you do want to see some scary stuff, same day as Kingdom Hearts, uh, Tuesday the 29th, you can get that good old-fashioned remake of Resident Evil 2. That's right. I'm going to be looking forward to quite a bit. I did see a trailer for that. That looks impressive. It's I'm it's, it's for a top-down remake. It has the over-the-shoulder look like Resident Evil 4 did. Uh, yep. it's, it's very, it's, you're in a city. It's, mm. If you haven't played Resident Evil 2, at least do yourself the favor and look up the the trailer. Uh, February, let's just say that February 22nd, EA and BioWare are going to be releasing uh, Anthem, which is the... uh, If you played Mass Effect Andromeda or heard about how poorly it was received, there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes there with developers who were working on that game got moved over to this Anthem game. And Anthem is basically... It's basically like a four-player co-op with some other multiplayer stuff. Third-person shooter. There's sci-fi things. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot like Destiny. It's like Destiny, but third-person. That's okay. what I was going to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's coming out on the 22nd. And since that's coming out on the 22nd, a ton of other games have now shifted all over the place. Um, so February 12th. Sorry I'm doing this out of order, but I just wanted to make a point of Anthem. February 12th is Trials Rising. I'm excited for this. Uh Doug, have you ever played the Trials games? It's with the motorcycle and you go on the super difficult courses. It's kind of side-scrollery, physics-based. No, I don't think I have, actually. You should do yourself a favor, bud. Look that up. It's, they, there's a handful of them. Trials Fusion is the most recent one that's on Xbox One, PS4. It started back on PC and with Xbox 360 with Trials HD. But basically, it's this it's this game where you're on a motorcycle. It's side-scrolling. Uh, and it's all about you can lean forward, you can lean back, you can accelerate and break and it's all physics puzzles it's very very fun if you've ever played the game joe danger by hello games it's a more realistic version of that but i'm not kidding doug if you haven't played that i think that might be right up your alley yeah i'm gonna check it out so because anthem is coming out on the 22nd uh february 15th is 
is the day that my brain is going to explode. And I'm just going to list these off, Doug. We can talk about a few if, if you're interested. Sure. Uh, Crackdown 3 is supposed to come out. This is Saturday or Friday, February 15th. Crackdown 3 for Xbox and PC. Far Cry New Dawn for all systems. Jump Force, which is the anime Shonen Jump game on all systems. And Metro Exodus, which is the third in the, the first-person shooter Russian post-apocalyptic thing, Xbox and PC. So you have, uh, oh, also <laughs> Dead or Alive 6. I forgot about that. That also comes out that day. So Damn. you have five games coming out the week before Anthem. Um, any of those catching your eye? You crack down Far Cry? Uh, out of that fan? whole list, honestly, the one that sticks out to me is Dead or Alive. Uh, even that, I'm just... I do uh, like Dead or Alive. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't? No. But no, that's the thing. I only know that from my teen years, and like, yeah, some of the fighting was fun, uh, but then they also had like those bikini beach games and stuff, but... Extreme uh, beach volleyball, please. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I wouldn't know. But that's the thing. It's f- funny that that franchise is still alive and uh, going strong. I'm just curious, how does it live up in the fighting community these days? Do yeah. people take it seriously? Same, because I've been playing Soul Calibur Six, and it's similar. Soul Calibur and Dead or, Dead or Alive, I can say, are probably similar in the fact that they were very big back in the arcades, and they've struggled to get up to modern days. And Soul Calibur Six is probably the best they've done since those GameCube ones, like or GameCube PS2 era ones. Uh, yeah. But Dead or Alive Two or Dead or Alive Six, I think. They're just trying to stick to the arcade roots. Luckily, uh, at the arcade that's by my house, they have a Dead or Alive 2 cabinet. They have tons of, uh, of of fighting game cabinets. Shout out to Round 1. If you have a Round 1 arcade near your house and you live in the U.S. or Japan, go check them out. They're good stuff. Uh, so, But my girlfriend, she beats me up in Dead or Alive 2 all the time. So <laughs> we'll probably be fun to play that. And then capping off February, if you guys are a fan of Legos, games based on movies... Uh, Lego Movie The Game 2. Wait, hold on. The Lego Movie Game 2 is coming out on the 26th. I I love Lego games, so I'll probably end up playing it, though. Okay, yeah, based off of the movie. Yeah, it's based off of the second movie. Don't get confused. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, I am already, and I feel like I could use that to trick someone with game or no game down the line, so I'm going to take should. a note. <laughs> Not me. Not me. There we go. Don't yeah. use it to You'll me. You'll know. Okay. Uh, and then March, uh, we have a nice three-weekend three, three weekend release as far as AAA releases go. You got Devil May Cry 5 hitting on the 8th of March. Everyone loves Dante and his demon-slaying antics. You got The Division 2, which comes out on March 15th. That's the follow-up to the Tom Clancy Division game uh, co-op kind of online uh, rpg but you're shooting guys with guns it's it's an interesting thing it takes place post us gets a virus so it's kind of this post-apocalyptic weird military shooter i'm actually looking forward to that it's very fun with friends okay and then uh fans of dead dead souls not dead souls dark souls bloodborne etc etc can look forward to sekiro shadows die twice which is going to be releasing on the 22nd of march that's a friday is that the samurai game that is the samurai game that's made by the developers of dark souls and bloodborne yes okay they, yeah they recently said it's going to be quite different from what you're expecting from dark souls and bloodborne but somewhat in the same vein um they're very much looking forward to putting it out and that will be just a few short months away um and and like normal, you only get so many of these release dates up front. You know, once we hit E3, we'll know what's coming out in the fall. So as we get further into the year, uh, these release dates get stilted. But in April, we're going to see Mortal Kombat 11 on the 23rd, which I am. Well, yeah, 23rd. That is the day after Easter. <laughs> that will be fun for me. <laughs> I love Mortal Kombat. I don't know about you, bud, but Mortal Kombat is my jam. Yeah, growing up, it was definitely a game I really enjoyed, but I don't own any modern Mortal Kombat. It was stuff that I used to play on, like, Genesis and stuff. 
Well, I had Mortal Kombat 2 for my Genesis and my Super Nintendo, but we had Mortal Kombat the Deadly Alliance for the uh, PS2. And my younger brother, I, I come from a family of, uh, of two wonderful parents and three brothers, all three years apart. Uh, my older brother and myself would always do fatalities when my little brother was in the room because he was scared of it. <laughs> yep. um, and now he now he has a dislike for gore in cinema, which I believe I'm directly responsible for. And that I've makes made sense. my mission to fix that for him because I feel I feel guilty. Well, wow, what's up? It's <laughs> funny though that they're just making them gorier and gorier, especially the new uh the newest Mortal Kombat's are pretty intense. Not even kidding, this uh, Mortal Kombat 11, I think there was a slight leak from some sort of GameStop or something, but uh, promotional material that pointed towards one of the focuses of Mortal Kombat 11 being the, and I'm quoting, gore tech. So they're really pushing for uh, for a lot of gore. You got to imagine, these guys, they make you know Mortal Kombat, and then they make a game about superheroes. And in the superhero games, because they're licensed, like Injustice, you can't really have people cutting off each other's heads. <laughs> so when you spend two or three years working on that, and then you get back, you get to go back to, you know, your beloved Mortal Kombat, where you yeah. can chop up people as much as you want, I'm sure they have some pent-up aggression that they, or cool ideas they thought of while working on Injustice. Yeah, taking um, every liberty they can. Exactly. The, the rest of the year is pretty barren. I mean, we might see uh, The Last of Us 2, uh, you know, a few of those other ones but the only other things i have written down is uh rage 2 which will be which will be your launch yeah i can't even talk dude it's usually about an hour my voice yeah, starts to go i'm with you don't sweat it no you're doing a great job you've brought so much good stuff to this show already as far as like a look into 2019 the insider look yeah i try i try and i do it all for you baby oh, um, i appreciate ra- it rage 2 is may 14th that's a tuesday and then final thing i have is crash team racing which is a remake of crash team racing comes out the 21st of june and while i'm looking at my calendar y'all better take your asses to go see the live action lion king which comes out on the 18th of july okay very good uh the last two specifically i have things i want to say uh rage 2 why bethesda just why first of all that first game i don't think was very well received and also it was okay but it lacked it lacked a lot of substance there was not a whole lot to it it merited a sequel apparently i don't know i i just didn't see that one coming at all let's see how it sells I'm interested in Rage 2 mainly because the the people who are doing Rage 2 are not the people who are doing Rage 1. So Rage 1 was id, uh, creators of Doom, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, Rage 2 is created by the guys who did Mad Max, if you remember that game, um, from Xbox One, PS4. And Mad Max was a game that had a lot of really cool car, car combat, a lot of really cool missions, but it was kind of stilted by its... I mean, it's Mad Max. It's a desolate world. It was stilted by that. Um, it was still tied to the whole Ubisoft climb up a tower, see your interest points, and then, you know, go down the tower, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think with Rage 2, having the amount of visual colors and stuff like that, having the first-person view and making it kind of like a Borderlands thing, and since it's from a different developer, I'm still interested. The funniest thing to me, though, is that new Far Cry that comes out in March, right? Yeah. Is, is it's basically rage 2 it yeah. looks like rage 2 so <laughs> they might have swept the rug under their feet before the game came out i'm excited for it uh, i'm still tentatively kind of like not sure because like you said rage 1 looked cool up front but then wasn't all that much uh but hey we'll see what was the other one 
Oh, Crash Team Racing, and I'm really looking forward to that. Like, I I played the hell out of that as a kid. Always thought to myself, why haven't they done a modern remake and or sequel? But no, I'm glad it's not a sequel. It is just like a remake. And uh, that's what I mean, especially knowing they did the Insane Trilogy. It it only makes sense for them to follow up with the CTR remake. Well, I was going to say, they they did this Crash Team, or they did Crash Insane Trilogy, they did Spyro. Eventually, you got to wonder, what are they going to do next? They're doing that medieval remake? I'm I'm sure that's not Sony-backed, but, you know, where can they go from here? Ratchet and Clank? Those games kind of already look good. Yeah, um, they're grasping at straws. To be honest, they're, they're Sly Cooper. I would take. I would take a Sly Cooper full full remake for sure. Sly Cooper is like deep in my heart. I don't know about you, but I think um, didn't they do something with Jack and Daxter recently too? Or at they least did, brought it but to PS Four. They 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 did do a re collection, but I think Spyro and Crash Insane Trilogy and Reignited Trilogy. Sorry, that was a mess of words there. But those like the full remake, the full graphical overhaul, and they've done some changes to the to the. Uh, the the engine itself, I think that would be best suited for one of the older ones like Ratchet and Clank or Sly Cooper. Jack and Daxter feels good. It's made by Naughty Dog. I don't think it really needs a graphical update. And right. like you said, they just did that re-release, whereas like the Jack and Daxter collection for PS3 or PS4 or whatever the hell it was. You know what we do need to remake? Croc 1 and 2. I know nobody Bro, has played them, and I don't know. It's, it's just you're such good come games. Up here with these reptiles, these green beasts, and you're not going to mention my main motherfucking guy, Gex? Gex. Oh, Gex. Yeah, that's well, what close I thought enough, you were dude. going. Yeah, I, I was, the character oh, I was man, it's the Geico Gecko. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I will. I will come over your house and I will smack you, Doug. I fucking... <laughs> no, I'd love to see them face off, though. That'd be a good fight. I thought you just I thought you just said I'd love to see us face off and I was like, "Oh, are we getting into it?" I'm oh, like, mm. let's go. Yum yum. No, okay. Now I was thinking something else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, but I think that'll do it for this episode. This has been a really good conversation, a good way to start off 2019. Thanks for joining me. 2019 is going to have some sick games too, dude. It's shaping up. Already, everything that you mentioned, it kind of confirms in my brain thus far that I'm like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be game of the year. I hope nothing else comes we'll out see. to top it, but we'll see. We will see. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode. We did talk about your other podcast, but where can our listeners actually find it and you on social media? Once again, guys, it's if you want to find it, super, that's one word, game cast, that's the second word, right? And then 64. If you put that on iTunes, uh, we have a Facebook group. Um, so if you want to type in Super Gamecast 64 on there, you can find it. We have a Twitter, at Super Gamecast 64, where we always post new episodes. But if you're just looking for it, open up that application. Whatever you're using to listen to this, unless it's a browser, just type in Super Gamecast 64, and you will find it. Very cool. We appreciate all and everybody who comes through. We love the community. I th- I think the Almost Better Than Silence group and the Almost Better Than Silence community is awesome as well. We'd love to see some crossover. Uh, I've been I I try to direct some of my fans towards this show as well. I think we are we are like two peas in a pod, but slightly different colored peas. But, d- but we both taste good in our own way. You know exactly. No, I love the teamwork. I love uh yeah the, the I crossover. You. I hope that is works. That too up. I I love it too. <laughs> uh, we're gonna make out as soon as this ends. But no, let's. Uh, uh, let's also plug other things. I'm thinking my record label. In your pocket? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, yes. Missed out records. Missed out records.com. I have a couple tapes uh, available. I, I think I announced it on the show and I probably shouldn't have, but I'm going to do it again. I have my first uh, vinyl record release lined up. It's going to be a three-way split with some Fuck really cool yeah. bands from uh, one from the United Kingdom, one from Boston, New York area, and then another from Sweden. So it's going to be interesting. I have more information on that coming soon. Uh, but yeah, and if you like our show, listen, 
listener, give us a like, follow, subscribe, tell a family member, a friend. Uh, all of the places you can find us are at ABT Silence on social media. Uh, and I keep saying it, but I, I promise I will try to do some Twitch streaming in the future. So look out for that. It might be some Kingdom Hearts. Too. Oh, dude, it's terrible. I've been lying for the past do. like two months, but it, it's definitely, I have the internet for it. I have the time, hopefully. So I'm going to try to get that going. In fact, maybe I'll be streaming some Birth by Sleep before you guys know it because I do want to oh, yeah. make progress on that before Kingdom Hearts 3 2019 is looking up. Thanks for joining me, Matt. We will be back oh, wait, next week. Wait, oh wait, wait oh, Doug, can feel I, free. Can I just can I ooh, sneak it I in? I don't know. I don't know exactly when this is going to be posted, but depending on when you're listening to this, there is a thing they do every two two times a year. It's uh, called Awesome Games Done Quick. I just want to bring this up because it's a really really good cause. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the idea of speed running, speed running is as simple as beating a game from front to back as quickly as possible. Uh, sometimes they do it with glitches, sometimes without glitches, sometimes it's, I'm going to do it blindfolded. But regardless, all these speed runners, they come from across the world and they all join up twice a year um, in the winter months. Specifically, it's January 6th to the 17th. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, it's either past or it's happening. Uh, but what they do is they... Literally, they just have a schedule of speed runs where they they play these games for, for seven days straight. It's a Twitch stream that never ends, and all money that is donated to the Twitch stream as it goes is donated to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, over the past few years, they have managed to raise upwards of, I think, accumulatively, probably $10 million. Each year, it's about $2 million. Uh, they do one in the summer as well, if you want to catch it live, called Summer Games Done Quick, and that is, the proceeds go towards the Doctors Without Borders charity. I was sorry, I'm trying to remember, but it's really great. If you missed it and you want to watch it, you can catch them on Twitch VOD uh, or YouTube. They have highlights, but it's always a really nice thing for me to do after the holidays. It's usually the first week of January. I throw Twitch on my TV in the background and for, I'm not being hyperbolic once again, for, for seven days straight, you can watch people beat games really quickly while also donating money to charity and uh, preventing cancer, which is, it's, it's, it's a great thing to start the year. So definitely check that out if you, if you have or you want to. And that's all I have to say about that. No, that was a really good plug. I'm glad you got that in there. I'm fairly sure I've heard of this before. It might have been brought up on our show, but I definitely encourage our listeners to check that out, too. I'm, I'm going to shoot checking you some that. links probably, Doug, here in a few days. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show note description. And in fact, uh, you were saying you're not sure when it's happening. It should be happening right now, listener, as you're listening. So go check it nice. out. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode. And hopefully we'll have Matt on again, uh, hopefully sure soon again in 2019. But see you guys next week. Bye.